heard me say that I don't believe in coincidences anymore, and I don't. Half an hour ago, I was driving a client back to her home and arrived second on scene from a head-on car collision about 25 minutes from where I live. And the people that were driving the cars are okay. They're safe and they're well and a little frazzled. And I got out on our side of the road and pulled over and just let the client that was in the passenger side of the car that I was driving know that I might just be a little while to go and help. So I got out of the car and, and parked it safely and went over to check um, the person who was involved in the collision and make sure she was okay. And she was shaking and um, as any of us would be, uh, yeah, struggling a fair bit. No obvious injuries to her body and uh, I had a chat to her and just said, you know, uh, do we need to call an ambulance? Uh, how, like, are you okay? How's your body? And she kind of gestured towards her neck and, yeah, and said that my neck's a bit sore, but I'm okay. And then she started to shake. And so I just spoke to her and listened to her. And uh, I let her know, know that it was over now. The hard part was over, right? Um, you often wonder what the heck do you say in situations that are like that. You can't. Nothing prepares you for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. You can try and role play certain scenarios in your head, um, and it might help a little bit to imagine what you might say. But you know, when this lady was just shaking, and the first thing I said to her was, "Who do you need to call?" Um, and she said, "My partner." I said, "Okay, well, let's take this one step at a time together." and so we're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's open the car up and, and get your phone and what's your partner's name? And she told me and she dialed him and it went through to the answering machine and she was a little distraught. I said, is there anyone else you can call? And she said, uh, no, I don't want to worry my parents. And uh, she'd just been in a head-on collision, right? Her car was a mess. The other guy's car was, was a write-off as well. And... Uh, yeah, fortunately, a partner called back and, you know, she let him know that she'd had an accident and shared the location and, you know, I had a, a brief chat to her just before she made the call and said, here's where we are and here's what you can share. And yeah, and then she hung up and he said he was on his way and I just talked to her and, and was there for her. Uh, I didn't feel particularly stressed or worry or there was no real sense of urgency I was just there and you know this is this is when time moves slightly differently for people in those situations I don't know how we covered so much ground in a short amount of time but she told me her story and you know at some point she looked at me and she said you're spiritual like me and I hadn't really shared anything with her about where I come from or who the heck I am because it doesn't really matter in those situations who you think you are, right? You're just there. You're just being with someone, doing the best that you can to, to help them and, and remind them that it's okay and that they're okay. So this was half an hour ago. And that's a funny thing to say to someone when you've just had a head-on collision and, and you're shaking. You're spiritual like me. And I said, yeah, well, there's no coincidences. And yeah, she... Uh, 
she said, normally I'm the one that's doing this for others. No, normally I'm helping to keep them calm. And she just, she thanked me. And you know, I'm not sharing this story with you guys because I want to think anything of myself. I just want to let you know that you're not on your own. And I think that's what's important for her. Uh, you know, meanwhile, the client that I'm taking home is in the hire car that I drive <laughs> parked on the side of the road. So I did have part of me that was like, okay, I'll, I'll return to her and make sure we get her home safely uh, once we attend to the situation. And a lot of people came to help. There were people sweeping all the debris off the road and a gentleman had assumed the position of taking control of the situation and making sure that traffic was not going to halt because only one lane was available for people to move through and there was glass and debris everywhere. So there's this swathe of people all doing what made sense to them to do at the time. And for me, that made sense for me to be with her um, and just to take it one step at a time with her and remind her that she was okay and she was safe and, and uh, she didn't need to get too far ahead of herself. So we... Um, we spent some time together and she told me that her, uh, you know, her partner is probably about to be diagnosed with cancer and she's used a lot of natural remedies to, to get people through before and she rattled them off and I just asked her a little bit about that and how she'd helped people and, and kind of directed her back to serving others and instantly, you know, she, she stopped shaking and she, you know, she laughed and smiled. This is a lady who's... This is over the course of about, I don't know, maybe four minutes, maybe five minutes of clock time. And so she started to laugh a little bit and she said, where'd all these people come from? And, you know, I jokingly said, oh, I had them in the back of the car, just ready to go. But there was, you know, a whole bunch of people helping to, um, to care for each other because no one saw it coming, no one planned for it. Um, but you just do, right? You just help. And I think the most comforting thing for her was to just know that she wasn't on her own. And I said that, I said, I'll stay with you until you feel comfortable and we'll take it one step at a time and you're not on your own. And um, yeah, she's okay. And I think that was just a really important thing was to sit down with her and just remind her that she's okay. And I'll say the same thing to whoever the heck is listening to this, you're okay. And I'd say the same thing to you that I said to her. You're not on your own. Um, you're not on your own. There's a lady that lives about 200 metres from my place where I am at the moment. And a few months ago, I uh, was driving up the street and I just finished listening to a second run through of Atlas of the Heart by Brené Brown. And there's a part in that, I don't know if I've shared this story or not, but there's a, a part in that book where she talks about interviewing or someone who'd interviewed a lot of people towards uh, the final stages of their life where you get some pretty honest insights. And the, the researcher came back with a few conclusions, you know, particularly around what are some of the things that you wish you'd done or not necessarily regrets, but we'll call them regrets. And there were the usual things, you know, maybe some people wanted to travel more, a lot of people saying, I wish I hadn't have worked so much, spent more time with my kids, etc. But one of the things that had just landed with me as I was driving home that I'd heard again and again was one of the deepest regrets people had 
when they looked back on their life was not taking the small moments that or opportunities that were available to them to be kind towards another person. Of all the things that we might wish we had have done in our lifetime, so many people look back and go, I wish I had have just taken the opportunity that was presented to me to be kind to someone. You know, whether that was just to to say what was on your heart and let them know that, you know, another person was valued or you know, whether it is a thousand or a, a hundred thousand scenarios you can imagine of opportunities to be kind. So I had this playing in my mind um, and as I was driving up the, the street that's adjacent to where I live, kind of drove past and saw something out of the corner of my eye. This must have been about four or five months ago. And I noticed that there was a lady that was in her driveway and she was distressed. And as I kept driving, it was a 50 kilometre hour zone. She, uh, you know, I caught out of the glimpse of my eye something that looked, uh, you know, furry. And I, I figured that there was a creature or an animal that had, had passed away or, or something in her, her driveway. And by the time I'd managed to process this thought, I was a couple of hundred metres up the road turning left into my street and so I got to my driveway and then that voice just hit me and said, mate, turn around, what are you doing, all right? What are you doing, go back and help. And so I did and I, I, I went back and, and pulled up next to her and she was in a driveway and she was just standing there crying and uh, I got out and I said, are you okay? <laughs> Which was a silly question to ask, <laughs> are you okay? She said, no, I've just, I've just run over my cat and you know, I think I might have shared this story with you before, but yeah, she just killed her cat and same sort of thing. Was there anyone that she needed to call? No. Is there anyone that you need to talk to? No. Do you need a hug? She said, yeah. So I gave her a hug and I said, I'm sorry for your loss. And I didn't try and reframe it or distract her. I just, I said, I'm sorry for your loss, you know, and, and stood there with her as she mourned her cat that she just she just run over. And that was it, you know. Spent a bit of time with her and Yeah. And then she she decided that she was gonna bury it in her front yard and said, Do you want a hand? And she said no. And so she she said thank you, thank you for stopping. Maybe that's it, hey? We're so, so darn busy. Maybe that's what we'll call this episode. Thank you for stopping. You know, sometimes just to stop and take a breath is, is the kindest thing you can do and helping somebody remember that their breathing is probably even more kind if you can stop long enough to do it. I've been wondering what I am called to to be and do in this life and I'm wearing this this is my higher car suit I uh when I finished up in the corporate world I got all of my um business attire and folded it up and had a, a fleeting thought of maybe I'll never need this again in fact in my last week at in in corporate I I swapped my business shoes for runners uh, <laughs> not so I could run out the door but just so I could uh, go for a more comfortable walk uh, when I had a break to talk to people. So I wore sneakers with my business attire because 
yeah, it just made sense to me to do that. And then I packed it all away once I left uh, left my job, and I thought, ah, maybe I'll never need to put on this suit again. And and sure enough, here I am, humbly wearing a a white business shirt and black pants and my grandfather's shoes. And uh, well, I'm back here again. You just you never know where you might find yourself, right? Um, I've stopped trying to trying to create and get attached to the plan I have in mind for my life and now I just am grateful for for being used in whatever way makes sense to be used by by God or by life whatever you want to call it and so today I'm grateful um, I'm grateful that I was doing this job listening to another person and having a really amazing conversation as I was driving her back to her house and then life changes and you stop and you take a breath and you get out and you help somebody else take a breath and then we carry on our way so maybe that's what's being used through me at the moment just the message to stop and take a breath and uh, when you do I imagine you'll be pretty grateful for it. You really can. We can replace cars and things. The material world is is infinitely replaceable except for you. There's only one you, so please, for heaven's sake, be kind to yourself. And uh, I mean it, take care of yourself because you're a gift. And um, yeah, no coincidences. hmm? Okay. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening and sharing this space with me. I really, really hope this has served you well and it continues to do so for years to come. I love helping others. So if you would like to experience the power of creating together, please reach out to me. I'm here to help. And if you want to be on the podcast and leave a legacy, check out the contact details on my website, lyndonrochford.com, or you can find me on Facebook. I'd love to hear your story before I go. Wishing you so much love from the inside out. I'll see you soon.